Classic, yeah. Melanated family, we back. We back, and this is the money show. You know how we do it. This is me and my brother, man. We didn't did this maybe three or four times. You know what I mean? This is this is the money show where I bring my brother on the show, and we have a discussion about uh, how reparations should be dealt out. Like this is becoming a hot button topic in America right now. Everybody, thank you for joining me. I'm 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 excited, family. I'm your brother Harrison, Melanated Combo Podcast. But today we're talking about rep- reparations for Black Americans. Um. There's been a task force created a few years ago that's been putting in historical work. So I have a member of the CJEC on the on the show with me today, my brother Chris Lodgson, who's been at the front of this movement. And I have to say, I began talking to him about this because we know each other and I know he's passionate and I see what his organization is doing, but I'm not going to front. I go to websites in uh, reputable publications to get information about reparations. And sometimes I'm reading a reputable site about California reparations. And who are they quoting? Who are they quoting? They quoting my boy, Chris. I'm like, man, this is, that's why I tell people this is serious. Like I had this brother on my show, but he know what the fuck he talking about. Excuse my language. You know what I mean? Because he's he's heavenly involved in this movement, everybody. So please, everybody, do me a favor, man. Let's welcome my brother Chris Lodgson to the Melanated Convo podcast from the CJEC and other. He got several alliances. You know what I mean? They 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 hooked in with everybody on the grassroots trying to get this thing popping. What's up, Chris? What's up? What's up? Shout out to the whole Melanated Convo fan, brother. First of all. Thank you so much. As always, I, I, I always want to appreciate you for the work that you're doing, raising awareness about reparations, of course, but also about the things that's going on with black folks across the country here in California, et cetera. So I want to thank you. I want to appreciate you. I see your work. I see what you're doing. I see the quality and the quantity of the guests and uh, and the uh, special speakers that you bring on to cover the content that you'll be covering. So I want to thank you and appreciate you. And also, big shout out to the whole Melanated Convo family, audience, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere else. If you're watching right now, if you're going to watch later, big shout out to YouTube. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, I just thought it was important, brother, to bring you back on the show because we always have these spirited conversations about reparations and what we should do for the right, movement. Right, right, right. And it's important, you know what I mean? So, right. First thing I want to get into, just real quick, everybody, please do me a favor, man, and hit the like button, subscribe, um, subscribe or follow me on on Instagram, Melanated Convo 100. Um, go to precisioncreate.com, precisioncreate.com if you want one of the fly Melanated Convo podcast shirts. If you want one of the Melanated State of Mind shirts, I got merch now and, and things that are representing what I'm doing. So go to precisioncreate.com if you're interested in some of that. But this hour... It's dedicated to that money, right? So, Chris, I've been seeing you moving, family, like y'all all around yes, California spreading this yep. word. Yep, yep. I know, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, the deadline for the task force to present all of the documents and all the information to have it passed by legislation or whatever, has that date passed yet? No, it's coming up. It's actually July 1st is the deadline, but we expect to see 
the final report of the task force with all of the ideas for what should be in the reparations legislation. We expect to see that on June 29th at their final hearing, which is going to be here in Sacramento, actually. So June 29th, we will see what the task force is recommending. We already have a, I won't call it a sneak peek because it is public right now. You can actually see the draft of it right now, but it's in draft form and it doesn't reflect some of the updates that the task force made to it at the last hearing, which was in Oakland earlier this month. So the final, final stuff will be released no later than July 1st, but we, we are going to see it on June 29th. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. And it looks like, um, so from everything that you've been witnessing, like everything you've been witnessing from the, the, uh, uh meetings that you guys been having, um, how have you felt about it? just from so first off from the people like because I know starting off, there was some skepticism. There was people who may not have thought the seen the importance of coming out and supporting something like this or just the idea of this generally because we're coming to the end of all of the meetings you guys are having and just kind of using this step to to get everything out there. How has the reception been from the people like overall, Chris? Yeah. Generally, um, it depends on the different peoples. Most of the reception from black folks has been really, really positive. Got it. Most of the reception from black folks has been really positive. Actually, most of the reception from black folks and even some non-black black folks have been really, really positive, too. Mm -hmm. There's been definitely some folks who have had a, a not positive response or a neutral or lukewarm response, sort of a wait and see mm -hmm. response. But generally speaking, I'm very, very happy with the response from black folks in particular, because I think black folks generally agree that we are old reparations. Yes. I, I mean, it's very rare that I come across a black person who says we don't deserve, we're not old reparation. It does happen, but it's maybe like 10% of the time tops, really 10% of the time where a black person will be saying, I don't think we deserve reparations. We're not old reparations, whether or not black folks think it will happen is a different question. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, the, the response from black folks has been generally positive to reparations, obviously. And then also to what the task force for reparations in California has been doing generally positive. Obviously there's always going to be constructive criticism that you can have right now and always room for improvement. I think that's, that's with anything. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, this is a, this is a special thing because we've never done this before as a people. We haven't had this process for reparations as a people. We haven't done this task force to study and then develop reparations. Remember, California is the first state to even get this far. Keep yeah. in mind that the federal government, the, the national government has been trying to pass a bill to do a task force or a commission to study reparations mm -hmm. and develop a plan since 1988 1989 mm -hmm. and they still haven't there there hasn't even been a vote on that on that bill so california is really ahead of the game and when you are ahead of the game you know you get to go first and you also get to make all the good things happen and also make all the things that you could do better happen too um so yep. yeah yep. yep you know something i read about real 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 quick chris something i wanted yep, yep. to discuss with you that i wasn't aware of it i was reading about how the reparations task force um the pandemic and them needing to have meetings and speak to each other through zoom it, it seems it, it, it you know it seems like everything is good now but initially they they were button heads a little bit 
just because the oh, different yeah. ideologies of the people on the panel, the 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 and what because they mentioned the the ideology part, but then they say, well, you know what? The bigger thing was we just weren't around each other. Like we weren't able to sit in the same room. Oh, yeah. and Kind of go over ideas. And I thought that was interesting. Like it, very, very so. Yeah. 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 That That's um, very, very much so, I should say. That was very important, especially in the beginning. I mean, think about when when this started. Right. So we in 2021, when the task force starts working, that's I wouldn't say that's the beginning of the pandemic. Right. Because the pandemic started in like 2020. Sure, but sure. it was it was like either in the middle of it, right? Or towards the middle of it, right? And remember, we had that state governor emergency order where public meetings could not be done in person. You you could not do a public government meeting in person. And so, you know, it's, I think we were all adjusting and trying to figure our way through that, right? And it's, it's interesting because you had two things coming together at the, at the same time. One, as I was just saying, you have this first in the nation, first in the state reparations process go, going on. So this has never happened before. So this first thing is happening. And then you have this first in our lifetimes, really, really change of how we interact with each other on the personal level or the digital level and so those two things were coming together at the same time and if you you know it's like if it's like the difference between being in the office with your colleagues and getting around them and getting to know them and getting a personal feel for them versus being just on zoom with your colleagues and getting to you know getting to know them that way there's 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 something missing right there's mm-hmm. definitely something different so that that's a very good point i'm i'm really really glad you 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 raised that and the task force did something really really good too which is they you know they are they are legally required to hold at least 10 public hearings but because they started when they started like you like you just said in the middle of this y'all can't meet in person period the with the exception of the first meeting I think all of the digital virtual meetings didn't count toward that 10. Oh. So, so the, the, the clock for the 10 meetings really started when they started meeting in person. So they started, so they met for a whole year. They had probably seven or eight hearings digitally that didn't count towards the 10. That's, that's actually why right now they're on their 15th public hearing and they've gone over the 10 because their first set of hearings were really digital and really didn't count towards that 10. But it's a very, very good point that, that you raised. And that's something that, you know, we couldn't know that going into the work, obviously, because we never did this before. And because we, no one could really know like how this y'all can't meet in person rule was going to affect our ability and the task force ability to work. And it it actually had an impact on how the community organizations worked too to help support the task force, how the public interacted with the task force too, you know, and so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, really good, good point. Yeah. And I was just, because it, because it struck me because they mentioned that how now they're all good. Like now, because of the disagreements and, and they mentioned how some of the public meetings the disagreement of the people and the temperament of the people is something they had to get used to. It's something they had to say, okay, this is how people are feeling. We got to, we, we got to work harder and combine our ideals even more. So, and I'm looking at the history, like the Japanese gentleman who helped or his family was involved in Japanese Americans getting reparations. And he was mentioning how he's bringing that expertise. And I'm like, Hmm, they, 
regardless of how this plays out, brother, I see the work that y'all putting in and I see how good of a job and how dedicated everybody has been to it. Right. So tell me something else, Chris. Like, I know that they're going to turn in this information at the end of the month. What are any new developments? Is there anything you discovered, anything that's came out, anything that's been like a like a change agent for what me and you spoke about before? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there's a bunch of stuff that is um, that's new. I think there's a bunch of stuff that is, well, there's a bunch of stuff that I learned that I didn't know personally. So like just in this work and in this process, and obviously there's stuff that I learned about how to do, like how to do this, you know, too, but there's, there's stuff that I didn't know about our people and our condition as a people before this process and, and also about our history as a people. So there's, there's definitely stuff that I think that is important that I learned, but I think more to your question, there is there's a lot I think that the task force is going to be recommending that's pretty that's pretty new that's a pretty new development so I think first let's go right to the direct payments right the direct compensation so that is going to be one of one of the recommendations we are we had already talked about that and I think we knew that that was coming mm -hmm. but that is that is officially going to be recommended by the task force that those who are eligible receive direct payments, direct compensation, direct financial payments and benefits as a part of what the task force is recommending for rep reparations. So that's the, so that's, that's already known, but I think it was unclear how it would be structured, how much each person would get. And also, you know, whether or not some parts of our community should be prioritized over others. So I'll, I'll, I'll give some examples on that last point. The task force has voted to recommend that our elders be prioritized in the financial compensation. Huh. So pay the elders first. Mm -hmm. uh, that, all right, and which I think, you know, I think is the right thing to do personally. Yeah. Pay, the, pay the elders first. Um, also, the task force is recommending a down payment that everybody who's eligible receive a down payment. Okay, I that wasn't on our radar before we talked or before we talked last last time. Mm -hmm. So a down a down payment also. I think what's also new is that the task force is also recommending that there are two. I keep using the word classes or two types of compensation. I think two types is probably the better way to talk about. It. So two types of compensation. There's a compensation that everybody who's eligible uh as long as you are a descendant of someone who is enslaved or free and living in this country before the year 1900 and and this is actually some something else that's new since the last time we talked that you have at least six months of residency in the state of california between uh, the years right but be, be, between the years of 1850 and 2020 okay so most of us okay actually probably everybody that's alive right right now okay so you meet the, those two cri criteria you are a descendant of someone who was who uh is a person who was enslaved or free and living and black and living in this country before the year 1900 and you um you have at least six months residency in this in this in the state the state of california be between 1850 and, and 20 2020 so that's so that gets you in the door then once you're in the door, you're eligible for two types of compensation. So generally, everyone who's eligible will be eligible for what I'm calling the general compensation. So you won't have to show any 
evidence or documents that you were particularly harmed in this particular way, or you had something done to you in housing specifically, or something done to you in education specifically, or something done to you in mass incarceration specifically, or something specific happened to your black owned business, or you specifically had some property taken. You won't, you won't have to show that you have any specific um, uh, uh, particular type of harm. Right. Generally speaking, if you are a descendant and you and you and you have that residency, the assumption is because you've lived with this your whole life, you have suffered some harm. Okay, Mm. so that's so that's the general. Right. How much each individual is eligible for in that general bucket will depend on how long they've lived in in California. That's actually different, too. I want to come back to that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right on. But then the second type or class of direct compensation that individuals who are eligible will be eligible for is what I'm calling the specific type of compensation. So there's a general type of compensation. You, you just get it because you are a descendant, et cetera. And then the specific type And these, this type will, will probably require folks to have some sort of evidence for, and that is you had a particular bad thing happen. So the government came and took my property uh, I was unjustly, wrongly incarcerated. Um, you know, uh, uh, my 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 business suffered some some particular bad bad thing happened specifically. Then then for those individuals in that case, on top of the general stuff, they get to make an extra claim on top of that too. Okay. Ah. So so right right so you so you have the the general all of us who are descendants and have that residency gonna get and then you have the particular specific too that's new that's new also and then like i just said what's also new since the last time we talked is the fact that how much each individual would potentially be eligible for will depend on how long they've lived in the state of california that's interesting because damn because there's some of us who can trace our lineage and we'll see that we may have been slaves, some some sharecropping, some some slavery. Some of us can research it and see there was all of those things, including our land was commandeered, including we became business owners and they burnt down our business. You see what I'm saying? Like there, there that I like all of the particulars. Because that's necessary. And if we're going to get down to the minutia of it, because look, uh, and I'm going to discuss this in a minute. I've researched, you know, what Japanese Americans were paid, what Jewish people are still getting paid. They're, they're, what they've been through was a travesty, but it wasn't as long as ours. Wasn't as grueling, wasn't as long, wasn't as detailed. So, yeah, um, um, uh, unpacking something of this magnitude is going to take some work. It's going to take some doing like t- Japanese Americans and people of this manner. It was it was one incident lasted for a few years. You know how many people were affected. So it's some in some way it's easier to assess. Um, How should they be? Much easier, much easier. You know what I'm saying? This is the most difficult and grueling tragedy in American history. This shit gonna take some time, right? It, so it is, it is. And now, but but to your to your point too, um, just just so, just so folks are clear, you have to have the descendancy on in both of those. So you so so you so you have to be a descendant. So even so, no matter what, no matter what your whether you you're eligible only for the general or the specific, you still have to satisfy both of those criteria that you are a descendant and that you have that res, 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 residency too. Yes. 
you're a descendant of slavery and you have the residency that's dope and i and i i was on board with everything you guys are doing from the beginning but once we did lineage i said now we got it let's now, go now, let's now go because <laughs> america and you know i'm not gonna lie uh, white folks at times are very shifty because if we don't say lineage Rachel Dolezal, the the Rachel I'm about to Dolezal say you get the Rachel Dolezal reparations. All right, <laughs> everybody checking black. All right, everybody checking black now. That's not and it's 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 not enough. Now it's you know obviously you know there's we we make a bunch of different arguments for it. We we make the moral right and wrong case. I think the strongest, which is this is a particular and specific group of people. We are a particular and specific, dare I even say special group of people. Those of us whose ancestors were kidnapped, sold, shipped, and enslaved in this country, of whom we are their descendants and, and children. We are a specific and particular group of people. And yes, we are part of a larger black family too, of course, but we are our own people too. And this is the people who are old reparations. Um, and this is the people who, who reparations in this particular case are for. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, other, other groups who, who want reparations, you know, I think they have every right to make their claim for reparation that we see some groups have done it, right? We see, obviously, you, you just mentioned our Japanese brothers and sisters, right? You got the, the, the Jewish brothers and sisters also. You know, the, the, the state of California paid reparations to victims of forced sterilization here in the state just in the last five years, yeah. right? So you've got, you've got many, many different groups. But you you're absolutely right, you know, the task force got this right. Um, and obviously there's other things to say about it too. Got it. Got it. And just so everybody know, just to provide a little bit of clarity as far as Japanese Americans are concerned, right? Because, because, you know, I'm, I, I, I get pushed back from people in two different ways. I get people who say, Chris, that, um, the government will never do this. Like because of our, the history of our treatment says ain't no way they gonna give us money or land or any of that. I get somebody who feels that way, right? But we gotta go with the facts of what this country has done. I get some people who say, y'all shouldn't get nothing. Like, I mean, because of the state of black America and the mentality of a lot of black people, giving them money is gonna be like throwing it away. I mean, they, they, they're gonna buy rims and they're gonna buy cars and they're gonna buy all this materialistic shit. And I need people to realize one thing about that fact. If you owed me money, let's just keep it flat out. If you owed me money and it was time to pay and you said, I don't want to pay because I don't, I mean, you, you, you just going to fuck the money off. I owe you a thousand dollars, bro. But what you going to do with it, bro? Don't go trigger the strip club. You ain't going to buy your kids no shoes. I'm going to just hold it. Because you ain't, what the fuck? Don't, don't see when it comes to black folks, everybody want to play all these mind games. Everybody want to get deep down and get to talking about our psychologies? Fuck all that. Pay me. So, in 1988, right. in 1988 President Ronald Reagan signed, in, signed into law the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, which officially apologized for the incarceration on behalf of the U.S. government and authorized the payment of $20,000 equivalent to about $50,000 in 2022 to each former detainee who's still alive that was involved in the Holocaust. So here's the point of, of reading that, Chris, as you know, that happened. That was legislation. It was money given. The shit happened. 
what we all need to be focused on, in my opinion, Chris, is why does the government hate us so much? Why are they so the not giving us the money, creating all these loopholes? Really, what it's saying is we don't want to give these powerful people power. Right, Chris? That's what it, you know, I'm I'm glad you said that word power because so this is about a couple of different things, but it's one of those things is about power is is power. Okay. It is about in part power. Right? Um, and I'm glad you the I love the example you use because that's literally the example that we use. If somebody owes us money, somebody owes me money, let's just make it personal. Somebody owes me money. They can't tell me they don't want to pay me back because they don't know what I'm going to do with it. Or I got to tell them what I'm going to do with it first before they pay me back. No, you owe me money. Pay me the money that you owe me. Okay? Um, so you that that is the exact example that we that we use. And, you know, the I, I, I want to say a word on the on the other part that you mentioned, too, um, about, you know, whether or not our people believe it's possible believe it's possible and you know i think not everybody who says you know things like this will never happen the government ain't never going to do this for us not everybody is the same who thinks that mm -hmm. some people are saying that because they have and I, and I i don't i don't blame people for this they have seen what this country has done they have seen what, what we've had to to do to get what we have now and it it could discourage you it could make you think yo this ain't never gonna happen and it's really saying and i'm i, I can't put people, myself in people's mind but it really to me says you gave up you you don't think this is possible you you gave up um in a word and I, 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 I don't mean this to offend people, but I, I do want to, you know, hopefully trigger some people. You've surrendered. Mm -hmm. You have thrown up the white flag. We, you have said, we lost. This ain't never going to change. We lost. There we go. Y'all do, we're going to try to do something else and try to make it another way. But this way, we lost. And I, I get where that comes from. I don't, you know, I, for me personally, I don't have that. I that never been part of my energy. Mm. Um, matter of fact, for me, the harder it get, the more and harder I go with it. Mm. Um, the more, the more tough it is, the more I want to do it. The more of a challenge it is, the more I like it. Mm. Um, and I, but I understand where it's coming from, and you know, especially. I mean, think about the last few years that we've had as a people. You know, I mean, I mean. Few, few, few years. We can think about the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. I mean, think about what we have to, you know, what we do every every day. But one one thing I do know is that there was a lot of people during our enslavement saying, and slavery ain't never gonna end." That's what I was gonna say, Chris. We we, we, ain't, we ain't never. I mean, think about two hundred and fifty years of slavery. I know there was people in year number two and year number three and year number yeah. 10 and year number 100, year number 150. I'm yeah. sure there were people on the eve of the Civil War saying, I don't know why y'all going trying to help these folks in the what union. This ain't we, this ain't never going to change. We ain't never going to be out of slavery. And guess what? You know, um, I say it ain't over until we win. And always and also I say, you know, everything is impossible until you do it.
Um, people yeah. told us that we would not be able to do a reparations task. So people told us that the state of California wouldn't, that the Democrats and the Republicans wouldn't vote for a reparations task force bill in this, in this state. We had Republicans and Democrats vote for it. People told us the governor wouldn't sign it. We had, we had the governor sign it. People told us we wouldn't be able to even do this and, and finish this process. We are coming to the end of it in the next five weeks. Okay. Um, so, it's it's really it's a it's it's less about what is in front of us and more about what we are willing to do to go through what's in front of us. That's that's more important. Yeah, and and I would say to any naysayers, and you put it eloquently, my brother. I can understand somebody saying I don't trust this country. I don't trust this government. I try my best to watch the news and take shit for face value and. I'm in an abusive relationship with this country, man. So I don't trust y'all. Word. But I, I've seen what my people have done. Think about even a Black Wall Street at the time that there was a Black Wall Street. There was probably people, Hey, there was, <laughs> there was probably Black folks who walked through Black Wall Street like, what the fuck did y'all didn't did? Uh-huh. <laughs> right now. I don't yep. know how y'all did this. I'm scared for you. I'm bouncing. You know what I mean? But if we didn't have a, the, the abolitionists, like the abolitionists in our country, the, the, the Rosa Parks and the all these in, Harriet Tubman individuals who said, nah, not today. So I'm going to do, I'm going to stand today and wherever I land is where I land. I think that has to be the convert. That has to be the attitude, bro. Yeah, Definitely. I'm weary of this country. If if the country if, if if this country shuts it down and say, hey, we're not giving you money because of X Y Z, boom, 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 boom. I'm gonna say, I knew y'all was treacherous. Let's go around the back door. I knew they was treacherous, but we're gonna. It ain't over till we win. We gonna stop? No, no, no. Okay, let's see how we can play that game a little bit more. Let's get somebody else involved. Let's keep fucking going. You see? Because right. You 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 owe me. Bottom line is you owe me. Some black folks hit me up when I post when I, when I repost your clips and shit. It's it's very interesting because it's different kind of people who approach me. Some people say, "Man, look, you guys had affirmative action. Shut up. We gave you affirmative <laughs> action. You you, you 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 the HB Trump gave you guys money with the HBCUs. All these <laughs> deflective, silly ass arguments, and it's really simple. Y'all owe us money, not Chris." It was it's been articles that came out lately, and I've noticed something. A lot of slander, a lot of a lot of Fox News headlines. Oh yeah. <laughs> headline, I'm like, wait, how much we getting? And that's how you know we st- that's how I you know they did. <laughs> then I go to y'all shit and be like, no, don't believe the headline. That was false. I'm like, all right. But there was headlines about Gavin or Newsom. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I haven't researched this to see if it's true or not, bro. He's not backpedaling, but when the idea of cash reparations or how the payment would be made, he didn't seem too sure. Is there any truth to that? Because, like I said, I didn't have time to look that up today. No, there, no, there, there, there isn't, and that is that comes from um, from a Fox News headline, um, which Fox News, and I think the I think the way this happened at first was there was a question to the governor by some folks 
some folks in the media about the task force for for reparations and what the task force will be recommending and specifically the direct compensation, the financial compensation, the cash. Um, and the governor made a quote saying something like reparations is about more than cash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So something like that. Right. So then the the folks at Fox News, you know, reported out as a headline, something that said something like Gavin Newsom doesn't support cash. OK, we're all right. Um, so then obviously that got a lot of buzz. And so then there was some there was some follow up from some folks who reached back out to the governor to ask his people and, and his and his folks, hey, you know, are you saying no to direct cash compensation or not? Because that's what the headlines are saying. And the governor's communications people said, no, the governor is not backing away or not saying no, he doesn't want cash or anything like that. Um, he's saying he's waiting for what the task force will actually share with him and actually put on his put on his desk and he's not taking anything off the table. And that was the that was the that was the direct quote that nothing is off the off the table. Um, but by that time, the um, you know, the headlines had circulated you know, 10 and 20 and 30 and 50 times over. Um, and I think what triggered folks was that line about reparations is about more than cash, because we hear that sometimes from folks who, and let's keep, let's be real. We hear that from folks who are trying to do things other than, other than money. And, you know, I think, you know, rep reparations, and, and we say this in our listening sessions, in our town halls, our Q&As, our community meetings, whenever we're out in front of folks talking about reparations, which is pretty much every week now, that if it don't have compensation, it ain't reparations. Mm, okay? yeah, That's sure. the quote we say. If it don't have compensation, it ain't reparations. Okay. But, um, now, let, me, let me ask you something real, uh, real quick, Chris. So, yeah. so compensation, I think we should get money, like cash allotment, some form of doing that. What how would you guys feel? Let me see here. Would you guys feel accomplished if they approached us with um, education grants? They approached us with uh, uh, like um, being able to not have a down payment on a home. So if they came in, and you know how the government is sometimes. They came in and maneuvered and said, we ain't giving you niggas no money. But, <laughs> you know, we, you know, no student loan, no taxes. Like what? What type of concessions do you see you guys making, based on all we, the work you put in and the information you know? We will say what we just said. If it don't have compensation, <laughs> it ain't reparations. And this is this is Im important too because uh, I, I love I love I love the question because um, this is very important. We deserve the right to choose what we want to do with our reparations. What if I don't want to go to school? Mm. What if I don't want to buy a house right now? What if I don't want to own a business? What if I want to do all of that combined? What if I want to do something else that nobody's even thought about yet? I deserve the choice and the freedom to choose what I do with the money that you owe me. Okay. So it's very similar to the example that you used before. It's, it's like, instead of saying, well, tell me what you're going to do with it before we give it to you. It's saying, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do with it before you get it. Okay. So if they want to do direct compensation and then also make, so I don't have to pay for school. Cool. Uh, direct compensation and also grants for my business. Cool. And, and, and you can add all types of, and just keep adding the stuff. That's, that's, I mean, look, I'm not going to say no to more stuff. Yeah. Right. 
But what, but what I am going to say no to is that stuff without the direct compensation. And the task force is is literally recommending that our reparations be in the form of direct compensation. Like the, the and actually this is new too, actually. So I, I, I should add, I, I should add this too. There's a whole bunch of different types of recommendations in the final report. Not everything is a reparations recommendation though. So, and that's, and, and that's partly because of the law that created the task force, which if for folks who are interested, it's called AB 3121 assembly bill 3121 in that law, the, Task force is asked to calculate how much of how much will the reparations be and 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 how to figure out how much the reparations will will be. And then it's also asked to talk about things that the task force thinks are good things to to, to do on top of that. So, like, what laws does the task force think should be should be changed? Right. That That's not reparations, but it's just good things to do. And the task force is asked to do that. So the task force is, is going to do that because they have to do what the law asked. Um, but it, when it comes to actual reparations, the task force is recommending that those who are eligible be directly financially compensated for your losses in housing, for your losses in education, for your losses in mass incarceration, for your losses as it relates to the devaluation of black businesses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The task force has assigned a dollar money, financial cash, wealth, dollar value to those losses and said, and, and said okay, we, we may not be able to give you back all of the opportunity that you could have had in the housing or, or the opportunity that you could have had in the education, et cetera. But what we're going to do is compensate you to a way that we think is reasonable. Um, and you, and that is actually adequate to, to, to actually compensate you for what your, what your losses are. Yeah. And that's necessary. I think that as a community, I, I understand how some people can be weary of the fact that something like this could happen, but this is just corrective justice. This is just corrective justice. There, there was the, maybe the first or second time we spoke, I mentioned like 70, there was like a list of 70 some odd different instances where the government, it's, it's very simple. The government says, I did something wrong to an individual or group of people. Here's how I'm going to rectify it. Restorative justice. And, you know, I think because of our impact on culture this is this is this is what i think the government and certain white supremacists just to be honest people who don't like us don't want us to have this money because if you look at our culture and how dominant we are in culture i'm very positive so i don't see it as you give 70 million black just for an example 70 million black people a million dollars my soul doesn't tell me everybody's gonna fuck it off oh hell no me there's gonna be businesses there's going to be a uh, 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 Second Amendment rights being upheld. There's going to be organizations started. See, they don't know. The, in my opinion, man, there's so many people on the grassroots who do something every day that's very impactful, right? Get that same person 50K. Come on. Up there. Come on. Like, hey, I got to share this. My money. Come on. I know too many people that have ambitious spirits and revolutionary spirits and they approach every day with this mentality and they work a job or some don't some i don't they may not be making a lot of money but i see their spirit every day oh yeah if you give it's so many of us that's ready to take finances and put that shit right to work so white folks 
I need y'all to know, man, we don't want to hurt you. <laughs> Just I, I know you I, I know you feel if you give me a million dollars, I'm going to create a black militia that comes <laughs> to every white person's house and strip you out your house. And no, that's a fantasy. That's no, a we're not doing that. We're not barbaric. <laughs> We're not doing that. We ain't we ain't got no time for that. We ain't got no time for that. Uh, <laughs> sit in the sun and love my people. We're Facts. not gonna hurt you because I see people outside of the our race saying no, you shouldn't get reparations. Then they hit me with the biggest shit ever. Where's the money gonna come from? How dare you make that? Trip? Oh, okay. <laughs> How did Ukraine get their money? Uh, you thank you. At my, same place. At my live right. a few days ago, I said, look. The COVID money, look, they had six websites, three different portals, seven different brackets. They set that shit up in a matter of months. And six trillion dollars. Six trillion dollars. Y'all even got, y'all was giving out so much bread, hella people stole hella money from <laughs> People still, people still owe they, people still owe that money. They still going after people right now for the, there was so much money. They had, they, there was so, yo, oh, there was so much extra. You see how we found all that money, right? It, it wasn't, well, where's the money going to come from? Yeah. Well, how, how are we going to afford this? Well, I don't know. Well, what are people going to do with it first? Yeah. Right. It was, it was people need the money. Okay. We got sick. I mean, I mean, it was literally within a month or less, there was $6 trillion worth of support for the, for the economy available. You know, some of it went directly to individuals. Some of it went to, to, you know, backstop the, the financial system. Right. But we, but there was $6 trillion into the economy within three weeks, a month, two months max, maybe. Brilliant. Now, now, any any naysayers to the government paying somebody what they owe, let's just take account for what actually happens, man. People who didn't even deserve that money got some money. They was getting they was getting money stole from them. You see what I'm saying? And this is all because we was coughing. We was we was coughing on some shit that they couldn't even really prove, and the vaccine came in. It was money, money, money being passed around during that whole time. But when it's time to give us our money, you got questions about it. I say, if you're not part of yeah. our community, mind your business. Look, if, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that too. You know, and there, there's there, yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. If 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 the Jewish people, if America came out and said, hey, we didn't give Jewish people enough, we didn't give the victims of the Holocaust enough money, we're gonna give them all. X amount of dollars more. I'm going to be honest. That's none of my business because every day the government participates in using your tax money towards shit that sometime it benefits you a lot, sometime a little, sometime it's for a whole nother group of people. But ain't that about being American? Let's give the bread to who needed the most. You know that's I mean? part of that's part of what you sign up for. <laughs> yeah. That's part of what you get when you get your American citizenship citizenship membership card. Right. It's you. You are you. You you are part of a group of all other kinds of people. Yep. Uh, and 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 you you're absolutely right. You know, there's it's 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 important as hell. The, 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 the point that that you just made, because, yeah, the question is, can we afford this? Yes, we, we can afford this. California is the fourth largest economy on planet Earth. The fourth largest economy on planet Earth is the state that we live in. And the other three, one of the other three is the country that we live in. Okay? Mm. 
So can we afford this? Yes. I think it is important to, I, so to be also real here too, about this part too. I do think it's important that the folks who are working on this, that the folks who are, you know, especially folks in the legislature, and this is, this is going to have to happen, right? There is going to have to be a plan for how to fund and finance this. Right. But that's the job of the people in the legislature. That's the job. I mean, that's literally their job. I mean, there are whole committees, any, any legislation you, you have, well, most of it really has to go through something they call an appropriations process. Appropriations means, means money. Mm. Right? Every, every bill, almost, almost every bill, every, every bill that I've seen, so almost every bill, I would say, has to go through an appropriations process, I meaning it has to go through an appropriations committee, people whose job it is just to put a dollar value on whatever you're asking to do. And also every year there's a budget for our state, too. As a matter of fact, we're in budget season for our state right now. Hmm. California has to balance its budget or every, every single year, I think. And we have to do our budget by you know, by the middle or end of June every single year. So every year we're talking about how to pay for this or how to pay for that or what we don't want to pay for or what we do want to pay for. I was just at a budget hearing actually last, last, last week. So, so, so this is, so it's, it's definitely a part of the work to have a plan to fund and finance this, especially since we want all that we're owed and we don't want to be short chains and, 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 you know, you know, have people give us less than we, you know, are, are owed to. Uh, and we're also asking for some really important things to happen. I, I think one of the most important things, in addition to the direct compensation, is that the task force is going to recommend that uh, we, we may have talked about this before, but the task force is recommending the creation of the California American Freedmen Affairs Agency. Uh, what 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 we're calling CAFA. We talked about it, I think, gen generally before, but in the report, it's I, w I don't I don't want to say very detailed, but it's fairly descriptive and detailed about what this agency is going to be doing. There's probably between eight and 12 different branches and offices in this agency, an office of genealogy, an office of you know business affairs. It wants to create a Freedmen Savings Trust Bank specifically. So we have our own banking. So we don't have to, you know, I mean, to think about having to deposit your reparations uh, payments in JP Morgan Chase or Wells Fargo. I mean, I think some of us would rather us have our own banking system too, right? So the 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 agency is going to be charged with with the creation of a new Freedmen's Bank specifically for those of us in this in the state of California, a office of family affairs to work to to you know work on our family work, a office of education, a office I mean specifically to a, a office of health, specifically mm -hmm. to to work for the descendants. This that's something that's that's something that's going to have to be very well financed. And in the plan of the task force, they're calling for the agency to be funded what 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 they call in perpetuity. So funded forever. Um, and that's going to take fun. So point is, it is serious and responsible for us to think and think very hard about how do we finance what we're what we're going to get as a state how do, where does the money come from as a state that's a very serious and responsible question for the for for many of us to be asking and many of us are asking those very serious and responsible questions uh, mm -hmm. but it's not serious to ask that question as if you're 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 really saying we don't have the money or you don't want to 
use the money for it. Mm -hmm. And just real quick, I typically don't do this, but in the comments, I have a gentleman who appears he's on Facebook. He's not a black gentleman. I'm not going to be disrespectful to you, sir. But he says, hey, douche, you're not owed anything. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think the races of people got fucked up, just to be honest. Where does this spirit come from where you don't want to see other people do better? If come on. White Americans were enslaved by anybody. Indians. Pick, pick the atrocities done to a particular set of people. If this happened to this people, I am all for it. Get everything you need to improve your community. Whenever Rats. somebody knocks re reparations, whenever someone hits me with a black-on-black crime, there are several different ideologies and cloaks that I hear that I say, look, stop that conversation, Mr. John Rolls. You just don't like black people, man. Tell me, let's have that fucking Let's talk about it. Yes, or not. But yeah. You don't like <laughs> black Americans. What did we do to you, sir? Huh? In this country, what did we do to anybody? And we had opportunities. We got the skill and the mental capacity to fuck some shit up. And we've never done it. We've been the unfortunate victims of this wayward ass society. So anytime somebody takes time out of their day, because you can scroll by anything. Facts. Take time <laughs> to fucking comment. Yeah, we are old money, and right, it could be from your ancestors. <laughs> what better not, John? You know what, what your granddaddy was doing in eighteen fifty something, huh? <laughs> good, good question. And you know, I, you know, I'm, I, I was about to go there too because I, I, I usually don't, you know, but I want, I want to use it as a, as a, as an example, you know. Um, we get a lot of it, and this is, and I want to prepare us as a people. I want to, I want to say this to hopefully help prepare us and continue to prepare us as a people. We're going it, the the types of anti reparations comments and ideas and thoughts and words, especially on the internet, especially on social media, they're only going to get worse. The closer we get to reparations the worse it's going to get. And that's how you know you're getting closer. That's how, John wouldn't be over here if this wasn't a, a, about, about to happen. Mm -hmm. if, if John didn't feel some sort of threat mm -hmm. about this, is that John, John got to say something yeah. because, because something is about to happen. And John is absolutely right. Something is about to happen. Reparations is about to happen. Mm -hmm. So, so I want Oh, I think my brother got kicked off and he's going to come back here in a second. But it's important, right? Because I don't mind. This is the thing about the Internet. Just just real quick. Doing what I do, I come across a lot of people who don't agree with me. Nope. They got my brother right there. Oh, there you go. See, see, see. John, I got so excited. I, 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 I hit the button. <laughs> I, I hit the lead button. All right. Point, point is, we have to be prepared for more of this type of energy from folks like and you know i mean there's gonna be all type of people who you know it's the, it's social media um so you never know who you're really talking to right yeah. but i want us to be prepared because what you mentioned earlier about you know that that fox news story um you know and there are, there are a bunch of fox you know there's probably not one week that goes by that fox news doesn't do an anti-california reparations story or something like that and they, you know, they have they are a big source, probably the number one source of reparations and misinformation and disinformation now 
online and elsewhere too. More of this is coming. So for for our, our, our people, what we say is make sure you make a, like today, you can make a personal commitment to stay informed, to stay connected to good quality, accurate, current reparations information. You can do that on our website, cjec-official.org. Sign up for our free monthly California reparations newsletter. Sign up for our text message updates as well. And sign up for opportunities to, to volunteer too. But stay connected to good information because misinforming you, disinforming you, discouraging you, gaslighting you is a part of the effort to make you and make us not get reparations. That's that's a part of it. And they know if they can get under your skin, if they can discourage you, if they can trigger you, if they can confuse you, if they can misinform you, disinform you, that's that's good for them and bad for us. Yep, definitely, definitely. And I'm and I use people because I I mean doing what I do, I get all type of comments and conversations. I I I typically don't indulge, but I just want people to know that certain individuals, because you're right, there's troll and there's bots and all these ways that the tech technologies use to attack us. And I get that. But in general, people hide behind the Internet and there's a disdain for black oh, yeah. Americans. And sometimes yep. people just need to get to the bottom of what's your real issue with us, because we always come with love. We right. always come with we always come with compassion, but I, but I'm telling you, don't fuck with me, man. I give you both. I'm gonna right. give you oh, both. I'm not gonna play all nice if I don't need to. I'm saying whatever. And same. that's how we need to be as African people because sometimes we've been too docile. Sometimes we've that's been too on the side of it's. It's not gonna happen. They they gonna leave me alone whenever they're ready. Chris, as you know, like I know, bro. Sometimes you gotta make shit happen. So I want to thank my brother. Chris Lodgson for coming on the show today, man. And Pleasure, as always. And we're going to keep doing it until they give us our bread. Come on. And then some ways to have this conversation to get people engaged, to get people in the know. This is important, man. This is one of the most important things going on in my state. And it's proven by the coverage that it's getting by every place like his organizations are going. So, Chris, do me a favor, man, and yeah. tell everybody where they can find you. Any definitely it's coming up. Oh, yeah. So definitely. So first of all, brother, again, thank you so much. I want to appreciate you. Give you some more flowers, brother. I, I can't thank you enough. This platform has been invaluable to us as an organization, especially those of us who work here in the Sacramento area and in the Northern California area, especially. Um, I, you know, I, I do want to give you more flowers because you know, I, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Real talk, just man to man. Real talk. Thank you. Um with 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 folks can find me well first uh, you'll find me on june 29th here in sacramento at the next and probably what i think is the final right now state reparations task force hearings june 29th here in sacramento the exact location is to be announced soon but we should expect that the hearing will start around 9 a.m in the morning that's june 29th thursday june 20th 29th 9 a.m if you're in the sacramento area save that day block out that whole morning block out a few hours in that morning make sure you are available thursday june june 29th at 9 a.m and and be available in person too we, we want folks to be showing up in person on june 29th also cjec-official.org that's cjec-official.org go to our website sign up for our 
free monthly California reparations newsletter, text updates, volunteer opportunities as well at CJEC official at CJEC official on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, CJEC official at gmail.com. And of course, make sure if you are in Stockton this weekend, this Saturday, we are in Stockton for our first Stockton, California reparations Q&A and town hall, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at Smitty's Wings and Things, all right, Black-owned business in Stockton. Shout out to Smitty's. All right, be there in, in Stockton this Saturday. It's a free event, so make sure you are out there this Saturday in Stockton, June 3rd. That's dope. So you see my brother pushing, man, his organization and everybody involved with him are doing what they can to get us our money. And really, it's about it's all about reparations, but it's really all about standing up for yourself, too. It's all about putting your feet to the ground and saying we're going we, we, we gonna to create organizations. And like we've been doing since since the early 1900s, regular black folks understand you got a lot of black people in your community, man, who fighting for you without you even knowing, man. So get these people props. Like, show them love. Come out to the meetings. Like, show your interest because they work in regular jobs, too. The job you got to go to every day and the kids you got to take care of every day, you don't think we got that same shit? I just got off work. (laughs) But we still saying, you know what? We love our, our immediate family, but we are part of a global family who is not only owed money, but we're owed rights, we're owed respect, and sometimes you got to go in there and try to take that shit. You see what I'm saying? So shout Definitely. out to my brother Chris. I'm going to always support Chris and everything he's doing. And the universe showed me I was doing the right thing because I'm researching reparations and his name pop up. Come I'm on. looking for his name, but he in there. He in there. This is real. You know what I mean? So thank you, everybody who tuned into the show. Everybody who came to the Malcolm X Fest a few weeks ago. That was that was dope, too, man. I love what I do. Melanated family. We got a lot of work to do, but we got a lot of work to do together. Got a lot of work to do, but we got a lot of work to do together. So let's up the togetherness and the revolutionary spirit at the same time so we can get to where we need to go. This is your brother Harrison, Mentally the Combo Podcast. Me and my brother Chris Lodge and CJEC. We out.